This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 8th of October. In your Squiz today, top-level talks and a trip to Taiwan, hospital funding and our borders, a legal win for the royals, and pizza that hold the cheese. This is your Squiz today. China and the US, Claire, haven't been the best of buddies of late, so news that US President Joe Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping will hold their first formal talks before the end of the year was a bit of something yesterday. For Biden's part, he wanted to do it in person, but instead they've landed where most of us do at the moment on a video call. Talk us through what's expected to come up. As you say, there is a lot between those two countries at the moment. There have been for quite some time, particularly when you remember back to the Donald Trump era and that kind of confrontational approach that he took with China. Uh, But when you get into what the White House said yesterday, it really is those list of things that have been top of the pops for quite some time. From the United States end, it's things like human rights. It's what's happening to the Uyghur people in Xinjiang. Uh, It's the way China has cracked down on Hong Kong, which was meant to be an autonomous territory. It's China pushing into the South China Sea and blocking trade routes or at least potentially trying to get ownership of that really vital area. And also Taiwan. Uh, Taiwan really is in focus at the moment. Uh, For China's part, it sees itself as the equal of the United States and it really doesn't appreciate being told how to manage its affairs by anyone, but particularly the United States. Uh, So there is a lot for those two leaders to just try and clear the decks on and get moving on constructive talks. Yeah, it's certainly been tense between China and Taiwan, particularly this week. China sent a record number of warplanes into the island's air defence zone. That got a fair bit of attention. On that, people listening may have seen the news that former Prime Minister Tony Abbott is in Taiwan at the moment, Claire. He's making a keynote address today, but first he stopped off to meet the president. He did. And what our government has been very quick to say is that he's there in a private capacity. He's not there representing the government. But what Abbott has been talking out in support of is Taiwan's right to be autonomous of China. That really does get down to the nitty gritty of the tension between Taiwan and China at the moment. Taiwan sees itself uh, as an independent state, whereas China sees it as a breakaway province that needs to be brought back in to unify with China. Australia is front and centre of anything that goes on really in this part of the world, particularly due to the formation of that security pact between us, the US and the UK known as AUKUS. Of course, we've got a shortcut that covers that whole submarine deal that was a big thing a few weeks ago and AUKUS itself. A link to that is in your episode notes. To Queensland now, Claire, where Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk is not for budging on the opening of her borders to the rest of Australia. She said her state's hospitals need more capacity to deal with a COVID-19 outbreak and that she may keep her borders closed once the state reaches its vaccination targets if funding to those hospitals is not increased by the federal government. Yesterday, the Prime Minister was fairly firm in his response to that. He was fairly firm. He basically, if I can summarise, said, 
come on, guys, like you've had 18 months to sort this out. Uh, He said that the federal government has been providing extra funding to the states and territories to prepare their health systems for the Delta strain. So he said that he wouldn't be shaken down by the pandemic. He wouldn't let that excuse, he said, uh, from any state or territory leader to say that hospital funding might be tied to reopening of borders. Whilst we're in Queensland, Claire, you can refer to Anastasia Palaszczuk as Premier or Minister for the Olympics. She's appointed herself as such yesterday as Brisbane prepares to host the Games in 2032. Scott Morrison yesterday also addressed concerns around the spread of misinformation online, Claire. He specifically called out social media giants saying they need to take action against what he called cowards who vilify, harass or defame others online under the cloak of anonymity. There is a lot going on when you talk about our defamation laws and particularly misinformation online. Uh, Of course, it was last month where the High Court made a decision that could hold media outlets legally responsible for social media's users' comments uh, on Facebook pages, even if they weren't aware of those comments. So what Morrison did yesterday is flag that that's something that could be brought forward to put responsibility on the social media giants for comments online. He said that laws could be changed that could see them responsible for anonymous people's comments that defame other people. Yeah, the reason the Prime Minister commented on this was he was asked about it by journalists after his deputy Barnaby Joyce called for a crackdown on the likes of Twitter and Facebook after rumours about one of his daughters was circulated on social media. As for the social media giants themselves, Facebook says it's taken steps to support users managing conversations. That's the quote. While Twitter said anonymity isn't a way users can breach its rules against abuse. So it's one of those ones. Watch this space. As we know, Claire, Prince Andrew has been in a bit of strife of late. He's been accused of child sexual assault by Australian woman Virginia Dufresne. That's all tied up in the large-scale sex trafficking scandal around Jeffrey Epstein. Now he's been granted access to review documents that are said to be a key to the prince's defence against those claims. And the key document is an agreement that was made in 2009 between Epstein and Dufresne. Uh, What Andrew's lawyers say is that agreement actually means that Dufresne signed away her right to sue anyone connected to Epstein and any accusations that might have come from what he did in that child sex trafficking ring. Until now, the specific wording of that agreement has been kept confidential. It's been sealed by the court. Uh, But having said that, Dufresne's lawyers support Andrew's legal team getting access to that document. Prince Andrew was stood aside from royal duties back in 2019, and he's consistently denied all of those claims. Claire, this is one for all the parents, teachers, and in your case, fellow anaphylactics out there. (laughs) New Aussie guidelines recommend that blanket bans on allergy-causing foods from schools and childcare centres should be replaced with another strategy. Yep, anaphylactics unite. It's one of those (laughs) things that uh, if you do have a severe allergy, you're very cognizant of. Uh, And of course, if you've got kids in schools, you'd be even more aware that you've had to be really careful about making 
sure that your kids don't take any banned foods into schools. But what those behind the National Allergy Strategy that was released yesterday say is there should be room for those sorts of foods to be brought to schools. Uh, Bans haven't worked and there's actually a way, uh, like designated areas at schools where some of those problematic foods could be eaten. Yeah, they say bans don't work because people then don't learn about allergies. So education is the best strategy. Friday Lights, Claire, is a section of the Squiz Today newsletter every Friday that gives a few recommendations. It's usually something to buy, something to cook, something to watch. That's the basis we've covered this week. So if you're subscribed to the newsletter, make sure you check that section out. If you haven't subscribed, you can do so via our website. This week, I'm a little sceptical though, Claire. A cheeseless pizza does not sound right to me. (laughs) And look, if you're a fan of really sophisticated tastes like uh, anchovies and caramelised onion, that sort of stuff. It really is right down your alley. And look, here's a tip. If you like cheese, just put cheese on it. No one's the boss of you. You can do what you like. <laughs> I was going to say it is. It's, it's, there's olives, there's caramelised onion, there's all the good things. Maybe a bit of parmesan or feta maybe Go for on your top. life. You do you. All right. Thank you. Before we go, uh, we wanted to take a chance to say a big thank you and farewell to Simone Ziziaris, who will finish up with the squiz this week. Of course, she's a voice that's become familiar to those who listen to our podcast, Claire. She's been a great colleague. We've really enjoyed working with Simone and she's really diving into her university studies before she moves on to other things. So we wish her all the best. We'll miss her. She's such a great person. We've loved having her along for the ride this year. It's been a big year at the squiz. On that note, we mentioned earlier in the week that we're hiring for a podcast host and producer. We're looking for someone with eight to 10 years experience, a lover of news and preferably a fan of our daily news podcast and email. If that sounds like you, shoot us an email to hello at thesquiz.com.au with your CV and we'll be in touch. That's all from us. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back on Monday. message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.